we're live with another episode of the Shups and Freds podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the postponement of the Edmonton-Toronto game. We're going to be talking the rest of the week four games. Before that, we're going to review the week three games. We're going to talk fantasy. There's a lot to cover. The CFL as unpredictable as ever. And again, rolling four strong for an unprecedented third straight week. <laughs> it's myself, John. And... I, I can't remember if Tyler goes before Tyler me. goes first. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Tyler here. Oh my god. Matt's here. And Peter, as always. We are going to have an Not as always. You you literally missed We're going to have a little soundtrack to this game, or to this uh, podcast, because one of Peter's roommates is listening to music very loudly while showering. So Peter's going to try and stay muted as best as possible, but no guarantees. (laughs) So if you hear some loud music, it is just somebody taking a shower. How's that syllabus week, Peter? Yeah, great question. Sylvie's, syllabus week has been good, man. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Everybody oh, says no. wrong words. Don't get on me. No, no I'm, more, I'm more getting on you because you came out of the mute so aggressive. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just funny. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, no, syllabus week has been good. Not very much action so far. I, uh, I did have two hours of astrology homework this, uh, this morning, but not What's much. What's your star <laughs> sign? Astrology. <laughs> Hey, we all gotta take fluff classes. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are, you sorry, are you just missaying astronomy, or do you, are you taking an astrology class? No, astrology. Saying, astrology is different than astronomy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Astronomy is the subject. Which are you taking? I don't know. <laughs> That's not the important part. I think it is important to figure yeah. out whether or not. TC. Let's see. Now I got whether my, or not a, a school now is offers not time to talk about astrology Peter's classes. Yes, it is. It is CFL time. We're talking week <laughs> three review. We're gonna do the same thing we did last week, where each of the members is gonna give us a little insight uh, into how the last week's games went. So, kicking off, we're gonna be talking about the game that kicked off week three. Edmonton at BC, and to give us a run-through on that is going to be, I believe, Matt. It is, yeah. Uh, Big home opener for the BC Lions at BC Place. Uh, They did not come out on top, unfortunately. Um, A late push uh, was not enough. They lost the Edmonton Elks 21-16. I think for the Lions, things started off with a huge sigh of relief on their first drive when new place kicker, Jimmy Camacho uh, nailed a 49-yard field goal, and I think he uh, added at least two more field goals. So their kicking woes are, for for now, they seem to be over. And then it seemed like the Elks were in for kind of a long game with a Trevor Harris interception on their first drive, uh, but he went on to have a really solid game, um, 26 of 31 passing, uh, 296 yards, so just missed having a third straight 300-yard uh, game, but... Mm-hmm. Um, the big story of this game was just the dominance of James Wilder. He's the best player in the CFL. Even though he couldn't find the end zone, it was clear that he was basically running at will, um, just just making his his himself known and getting through any uh, gap that he found. Uh, the I guess I have two more things because it was it was a pretty 
even game, not too exciting. Um, Michael Riley didn't have a, a stellar game, only 128 yards passing. He did run in a, a major, so that was excellent. Um, interesting thing about the Elks D and just the Elks in general. So the Elks have not forced a turnover through three games. But they they get forced a fumble. They forced a fumble uh, against Montreal, didn't recover it. But so there's there's no interceptions. There's no there's some good uh, QB pressure. Um, but I just thought that was really interesting. Um, and then for Edmonton again, this is the looming question that a 184 yard of total offense game from BC was nearly enough to hand Edmonton their third straight loss. Yeah, like that's when. What do you do with that? Um, like Michael Riley really did not play well. Uh, Shaq Cooper and Chris Rainey. Couldn't get the ball moving, but they were, um, you know, one series away. Uh, the the BC Lions were from potentially winning the game. Um, yeah, very tough, very tough. You know what I think is odd? I'll just drop my two cents in here. Is this was the game where Greg Ellingson really had a breakout after a really bad first two weeks? Yep. Right, nine catches, 148 yards, but. Now Darrell Walker has a horrible three-catch, 22-yard game. So they're yet to have <laughs> both of them play well together, uh, right. which I think is something that the Elks want to happen. That should be they're, a good one-two punch. They're looking to have That's the goal. Uh, Greg Ellingson and Darrell Walker play well at the same time rather yes. than on opposite weeks. Correct. <laughs> it's, a good so, it's a good strategy for them. It's what forward. I would go for, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, the Elks, they, they got on the board. They've got a win. Um, that'll be good heading into their surprise bye week. Um, yes, but not the most convincing first win of the season. Dubs a dub though. Dubs a dub. All right. We're moving on now to game two of week three, Montreal at Calgary, where of course something, nothing saw, nobody saw coming, uh, after losing Bo Levi Mitchell to a broken leg, the Calgary Stampeders, starting first-time starter Jake Mayer, ended up beating the Montreal Alouettes 28-22. to Jake Mayer, he overcame two early interceptions to end up going 16 for 29, 304 yards and a touchdown. Uh, was able to rely nicely on Kadeem Carey, who added 66 yards rushing uh, and two touchdowns on the ground. And then... 200-yard receivers for the uh, Stampeders with Josh Huff having 128 and Markeith Ambles adding 100 and, uh, or 113 yards. Unfortunately, on the other side of the ball, for the Alouettes, Vernon Adams Jr. was a not-good 20 of 42 throwing the ball, uh, 261 yards, two touchdowns. Many a time, big play VA would start scrambling around, survey the field, and then just decide to huck it as far as humanly possible, uh, and it would just be fall incomplete. That was not good. Um, William Stanback, uh, 82 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He's looking good, looking like he's back in his 2019 form after spending some time uh, outside the league, as did everybody else. Um, and Jake Winicky really shaping up a good season. He had 106 yards and a touchdown. This came down to the last play of the game. Uh, big play VA threw a ball to the corner, caught by Geno Smith, but unfortunately he was out of bounds at the one-yard line. So the Alouettes come up short. And I think uh, the biggest takeaway is that the Alouettes had 16 penalties 
for 149 yards. I would slop, think they maybe win slop, this game slop. if they limit that slightly. Well, it was just it was sloppy on both sides of the ball. So sloppy, so many penalties. Uh, they during the broadcast they kept consistently cutting to uh, Kahari Jones, who looked like he was ready to commit homicide. <laughs> he was not a happy camper. He's a professional though, and he just stood there with his arms folded, uh, and looking mad. But oh my God, I cannot imagine that first few minutes in the locker room. Uh, Kahari Jones was so angry because uh, really Montreal, as I've said, I think this may be the hundredth time we've said this already this CFL season, Montreal looked like the better team a lot of the time. They would get yeah. these stops on defense and then their DB would punch a Calgary receiver in the face and extend the drive, which is not good. So Montreal... Uh, big matchup with Toronto, or sorry, big matchup uh, with Hamilton this week, and then Calgary moving on to Winnipeg. Next game, uh, Tyler, who's going to give us the first of two reviews. Uh, Tyler, what do you got first? Uh, let's go with Winnipeg-Toronto. Excellent. Uh, the big upset from the weekend. So uh, last week we talked about how if you get down to Winnipeg, you're basically screwed. Just it's hard to come back against them. Well, Toronto made sure to not do that this time and jumped out to a quick 13-0 lead in the first quarter, highlighted by a DJ Foster 10-yard touchdown run. <laughs> beast. It was a, be- it was a beast run. Uh, Foster had a breakout game, 10 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown, and it really uh, set the pace. Uh, if you can, we learned, well, I think what we learned in this game is if you can run a peg, you have a shot. This was a big Mercer Timmis esque game, if that rings any bell for you, <laughs> uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats fans from Foster. Um, Just break out and drop a hundo. Winnipeg's offense was doing nothing, but they did get an 83 yard fumble recovery for a touchdown, uh, returned by uh, Jesse Briggs, but caused by Jackson Jeffcoat. Uh, so that brought the game to 13 to 7 in, the, in about the beginning of the second. Um, and they also scored on a touchdown pass, 51-yarder to Darvin Adams. Um, and then with nine seconds left in the half, though, Arbuckle chucked one 35 yards to Devarius Daniels and went into half up by eight, 22-14. Came back from the half. Winnipeg looked decent, uh, but managed to only get uh, a missed a field goal by 37-yarder by Tyler Krapinga. <laughs> I'm had sure to he's never heard that one before. Had to has had to settle for a, a rouge. Um, yes. Toronto followed that up by driving all the way down the field. Arbuckle rushes for a one-yard touchdown. Winnipeg made a little bit of a run at it in the fourth with a with another touchdown pass for Caleros, um, and a punt return for sixty-six yards by. Uh, no, it's a single. Sorry, I misread. I misread the box score. Uh, they got another single. Best. Yep. And then a six-yard touchdown pass. So the game looked closer at the end. Uh, Toronto coming uh, coming out on top, 30-23. Yes. Uh, Taylor, Taylor, this game, Toronto limited their mistakes, only three penalties for 40 yards, which I, I don't even have to look. That's probably the fewest by any team in any game. Um, and Winnipeg could not run the ball, which had been sort of their calling card. Oliveira, seven carries, 28 yards. The team, as a team, only had 32 yards on the ground, 150 on the ground for Toronto, and that was the that was the name of the game. Um, Toronto had possession of the ball for a whopping 39 minutes and 40 seconds. Winnipeg, <laughs> 20, Winnipeg, 20 minutes and 14 seconds. Yeah, it's so. interesting. While 
Yeah. 20, 27 first downs for Toronto, 450 yards of offense, uh, and just really ground down Winnipeg. But Winnipeg is such a is such a good team that we're still able to only lose by a touchdown in a game which they were completely dominated. Yes, it's, it seems that while getting down early to Winnipeg is the worst position to be in the CFL, the second worst position <laughs> is to be Winnipeg and be down early because <laughs> they did not really show the ability. They did not inspire any hope in being able to come over or overcome a, an early double-digit deficit. Uh, Zach Kalaros, yeah, unfortunately, as we've been talking about all season, <laughs> did not show that he has the skills currently to provide a come-from-behind victory or be a true play, the main playmaker on a team. Without that running game rolling, he's just not the same quarterback. Well, I don't think as far as the offenses in the CFL this year go, I don't think there is a gritty offense. I don't think there's an offense that if you give them the ball on their own 20 with two minutes left, Sketch. that you would... You, maybe... I mean, we haven't really seen them tested, but we had two. Um, so I can last promise week, you Edmonton can get down to the red zone, but then they'll <laughs> kick a field goal. Well, well, last year, yeah, last year, Cal, <laughs> or no, last week, Calgary uh, or Montreal almost almost won it, but couldn't get it done. And who yeah. was it the week before that? Um, maybe um, the, was it Calgary the week? Was not BC? No, BC had a late drive against, or was it Calgary had a late drive no, against BC? Calgary had a late drive against yeah, yeah, BC. Yeah. And just and just came up short, one yard, and then at the. So I just I just don't know if there was any. It just doesn't seem like any teams have that real punch to to come from behind. And yep. I think that's just because the offenses are just a lot slower to get going than the defenses. Yep. I I love the DJ Foster ten carries, one hundred one <laughs> yards, and a touchdown. Is the most CFL thing, especially when it comes to fantasy. That, like, John White coming off a 100-yard game um, in week two. And then, yeah, he just gets 24 yards this week. Uh, What a really great job. So upsetting. On a positive note, Nick Arbuckle, God, he grabbed that starting job by the neck. Uh, I think safe to say he's going to be their starter for the foreseeable future over uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson. Uh, Do you guys agree with that or think MBT's still in the game? I think, I, th- I think it's Nick Arbuckle's job to lose at this point. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't go quite that far. I think he's definitely QB1. Um, but I would not be surprised if, if he had a bad game and, and McLeod came in. Big big difference. They, this game with, with Arbuckle in for the whole game, Devaris Daniels, who I think is the best receiver Ooh. on Toronto, finally got some looks. He really wasn't – Bethel Thompson and him really weren't on the same page. Uh, when he was playing, and, and I think I probably hadn't even put up 100 yards the whole season. So, uh, breakout game for him, and I think he's going to want to stay. Uh, I think he's going to be asking for Arbuckle to, to be staying at QB. Shouts, Tyler, let's see if you know the answer to this one. What mm-hmm. Toronto receiver recorded two catches for 51 yards? Do you know off the top of your head? <laughs> off the top of my head. It's your uh, boy, Dijon Brissett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, does Matt, does that mean Matt officially, uh, have, we, have we finally got the, 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 uh, under, the under? It is the under, right? Because oh. Ryan Grant yes. was the other one. This is true. Way so, to go, Tyler. Uh, yeah, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think now it's Peter who has the more, more players with zero yards or zero points. 
Peter, you can chime in. You can unmute. Can he? Let's see. He might not be by his computer. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there we go. Oh, there he is. You've been silent for so long. Nobody is in worse shape than me, fantasy-wise. That should be pointed out. That's a, Nobody. That's, that's a fact. Tyler, give us the beats on this uh, Scatch Ottawa game. A boring first half. Let's just start there. Defensive, defensive battle. Field goals only. Uh, the Ottawa defense, I would have to say, based on this game, is for real. Uh, They're not bad. They're money. They, they really, they, I mean, they won themselves. The, the defense won the game against the Elks, and, and, and the defense kept it in this one. So uh, the teams exchanged field goals in the first quarter. Uh, Sketch was able to get uh, two quick field goals at the end of the half. So uh, with a minute 19 left and as the, as the buzzer uh, or as the time expired uh, in the second quarter, uh, again, the defense causing a quick, three and, or a quick two and out, three and out, three and out. Three and uh, out. Uh, to get the ball back and score again. So halftime, nine to three. Um, finally, someone got in the end zone. Uh, Cody Fajardo rushed for another touchdown this week. That brings his total to two for the season. He also led the team in rushing with, with 47 yards on nine carries, which is not good. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> for owners of for owners of William Powell. Because is, I mean, Cody Fajardo... Cody Vajardo is running the ball a lot again this year. So uh, yeah, I mean, not, what, not what I predicted. I explicitly predicted that he would run the ball less because as the franchise player, they'd want him to get hit less. Uh, that seems to not be the case. Not, uh, not going to do it. How about that 30 or 35, though, from Fajardo? Whew, that's uh, efficient. Yeah, 321 yards, uh, no touchdowns, but, you know, kept the chains moving. They Again, this is another game where uh, – Scatch just put up put up big yardage and, and just controlled the controlled the ball. Uh, so fourth quarter things got a little close. Devonte Dedman runs for a touchdown with about 13 minutes left, and thought, okay, maybe there's a game here. But again, Scatch just just was able to keep the ball, play solid defense, and see out the game. 23-10. Um, big game from R.J. Harris, five carry five catches for 101 yards. But there's a problem. The rest of the receivers combined for 14 catches for 75 yards. <laughs> not so, good. not good. Nichols, uh, if you look at the stat line, I told you he went 19 for 24. You thought, well, that's a pretty efficient game. Yeah, the problem was there was only for an average of 7.3 yards per completion, which is just not getting it done. And he, he, he was sacked six times. Uh, six Sketch, times. Sketcher's living in the backfield. I mean, it's kind of crazy that he actually uh, was 19 for 24 with how much pressure he was under. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Ottawa, I love this Ottawa team. Uh, 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 you have to resp- – the, the defense for Ottawa is, is – you want you have to wonder how many games they can do this because uh, it's going to get exhausting for them, uh, especially because they had an early bye. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see moving forward. Ottawa having to play many weeks in a row, how gassed this defense gets because they're going to be on the field a lot. I love it, Tyler. That was. Uh, anybody have any uh, thoughts on that one? No, I mean, other than it wasn't quite the beatdown. The the wasn't quite the beatdown we expected. Um, I I really did think that I said Skatch was going to ten. So I was right about the ten. <laughs> I mean, um, you, I mean, you ch- you, ch- you you trade like three of these field goals. How many do they pick? One, two, three, four. So Sketch had five field goals. I mean, you, you, yeah, you trade you know two of those out for some touchdowns, and you're close. To the yeah, if a frog had wings, 
this is true. Just, <laughs> I, I think it's more that we were just, I, I'm surprised, and now it's clear that Ottawa does actually have um, a good defense. So, but I think, and I also want to piggyback on what Tyler said about the field goals. I think that is a storyline early in the CFL season is teams are having a very hard time finishing drives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people stalling out in the red zone consistently. Um, so that is odd, um, but I'm sure that's just one of those kinks that'll get worked out as these guys get more game time under them. Mm-hmm. Like Edmonton specifically, my goodness, how many drives. <laughs> yeah, they Edmund- just work Edmund- the ball down there and then it's a field goal or it's unfortunately sometimes an interception. Oh, it's just can get Ed- Edmonton winning by five is 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 wild to me because it felt like they won by twenty five. Yeah. It's, yes, it felt like they won their first game against Ottawa by fifty, but actually they lost. So that was weird. That was a weird sensation. You said you weren't going to talk about that game. You're right, hand. and I wasn't. I'm not. I'm done. I wasn't going to talk about the Montreal I mean, game. Either. Like currently, Harris leading passing yards. Yes. Uh, Wilder leading rushing yards. Um, how many? James do we Wilder have? Jr. is the best player in the CFL. Two. Uh, Edmonton players in the top 10 for receiving yards. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. How are they 2-1? and one? And barely 2-1, and one one, really. Two. Or sorry, 1-2 and two and barely 1-2. and two. Just, it's like By the skin of their teeth. It's weird. I'm sorry. It is weird. But let's... <laughs> great transition point. They won't, add, they won't lose this weekend. I'll, I'll, that's my pred of the week. Uh Unfortunately, guys, <laughs> if you're listening to this pod, you are well aware that the Edmonton-Toronto game, first scheduled for this Thursday, August 26th, has now been postponed. Uh, there is a COVID-19 outbreak uh, on the Elks team. Uh, last reported, 11 players have tested positive. Um, they've shut down team facilities for, I think, the rest of the week. There was talk on Monday that maybe they could reschedule the game for the 31st of August. So I think that's that this Monday or Tuesday. Um, I don't know if any of that's true anymore. We would love to do a pod while the game is going on. Would be <laughs> I think for our purposes this week, we are not going to pred the Edmonton-Toronto game on the pod. Uh, if things change, uh, we will. But for Emer- now, emergen- Emergency pod? For now, we are going to move on to what will be the first game of week four, and that is Hamilton coming off of a bye week, heading to Montreal for the Alouettes' home opener. Um, So, guys, I'll kick it off this week. I feel like why not go first? I am going to take the Hamilton Tiger Cats (laughs) to get their first yeah, buddy. This season. Yeah, I buddy. should say this was voted the game of the this week. This is the game of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As voted on by the at Shups and Preds listeners. I just, coming off a bye, you are 0-2. They sure as hell gotcha. better have gotten things dialed in. Gotcha. Because it is go time. So, Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to beat the Montreal Alouettes this week. It definitely seems like something that would happen in this year's uh, CFL season, but I just think a Montreal team that has shown some real solid energy on uh, um, on offense and a Hamilton defense that got 
wrecked two games in a row. True. Um, and Montreal is at home. It has to be Montreal. Okay. They're going to take this one. T plus. I am, I am rolling with John. I think that Hamilton. Oh, you guys. Ham- Dude, Ham- this is the game of the week. It's the, hard. This is, this I've been game game on this, this is the game of the so week. So much. Uh, I, I think that Hamilton needed a, a mental reset. They had a bye at the right time, I think. I think if they played this game last week, they would have lost it. But I think they – keep in mind, this is the defending Eastern champs. Okay. Uh, Matt, can you go speedy, open up speedy, the basement sp- door for Pete to make his prediction? Uh, spe- speedy oh, B, speedy, speedy, speedy B got another week to heal. Just saying. No. Go slow, Pete. What you got? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against uh, two of you and go, I'm gonna go with Matt here and go with the Montreal yes. Alouettes. Oh, the last no, the last time we saw Hamilton out on the field, they just looked lost. And yes, they're coming off a of bye week. Hopefully, they got some things figured out, but. I thought they. I thought their talent would be what takes them to like play well, takes them to the playoffs, and it's just not there. They let thirty up against Scatch. They only scored eight, and so I just don't see it, them getting it done this week. So I'm going with the Speedy B had another week to heal. Just saying. Over under one hundred penalty yards for the Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> over. 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 Right, over under three hundred penalty yards. Under. <laughs> under. <laughs> by, by the by, by the way, did you did you all see the article on Three Down uh, about Brandon Banks showing up to practice on a off day? Yes, that uh, ahead of week two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, the man's committed. That's what I'm saying. He's got a whole week to practice. He's ready to roll. Yeah. Um, I, don't, right. I don't see it. Now we're going to do the BC Lions heading to Ottawa for Ottawa's home opener. Um, Matt, kick us off. Uh, this one, I feel... It's also ba- really difficult. I don't know if... I don't think so. I feel basically the same way. A fairly anemic BC... Um, a fairly anemic BC offense against what has actually turned out to be a fairly strong Ottawa uh, defense. Obviously, I'm I'm very concerned about what kind of points Ottawa can put on the board. I know that BC has a strong defense as well, but we're in Ottawa. I think that the Red Blacks take this one. This wow. is excellent. First wow. Ottawa pick of the year wow. goes to Matt. Good for Matt. Love well, Matt, to Matt you're, you're going to be on an island on this one because I'm going with BC. Uh, I'll take the team that's at least showed me some potential on offense. Uh, also, to bring up what John brought, the six sacks against Sketch. BC has a good defense. They're gonna now. Let, hold on here. Ottawa beat the future CFL twenty twenty one Grey Cup champion. So, like, let's give them some credit. This is true. This is true. <laughs> would you Would so. you say that they caught them at their best time? No, I, I, I yeah, probably not I mean, quite. This, this was a game I, I. This was a very hard game to pick because I feel like this is going to be a slop. Fest, war of attrition, both defenses. Because Mike Riley got pushed around last week. I mean, you had Jake Ceresna for the Elks slapping a Riley's helmet down after okay. a sack. Matt Nichols got beat up. I don't know if either of these guys are going to walk away after this matchup. It is going to be a bloodbath. I got to get this out there. Ottawa's got good red zone defense, but they let up 330 yards passing to Harris, 320 to Pajardo with like 30 of 35. See, Ottawa they, defense. The, the, Ottawa the two defense. They're going Ottawa to defense, give up yards. Yeah, they're Ottawa going to give up yards. Ottawa defense is bend, don't break. But that's, you know. Far be it from me. It's accumulation of time on the field as well, though. They're okay, so, 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 so you're saying so they're going to. So many two and outs. 
Okay. I, well, Tyler, I'd say that that, that that Fajardo and Harris are current. Fajardo and Harris are currently the two best quarterbacks in the league. Relation to the rest of the league, like where is he? Fourth. He's third. no. Well, third? no, I, I'd still I say Vernon is is third. Um, That's a tough question. I, I think he's yeah he's he's not more than lucky Whitehead big game. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm thinking the same. T press. I think with BC's uh, ability for the big play, especially with Lucky Whitehead, is going to get him the victory this week. The two I, top. The two top yardage receivers are on BC. I know. Right. The lead. Totally. I also have the BC Lions getting it done in the nation's capital. Uh, I already said what I think. I think it's going to be a slop fest. <laughs> I think they're probably looking at a final score of like eighteen to thirteen. No, stop it. I, I think, think that's, that's pretty fairly reasonable. That's, that's, that's pretty reasonable. That, yeah, that's, I, will, I, will, I will say that BC will put that's up... That's three field goals in a rouge. B- BC, I think that's BC more will put up 30 points. Oh. That is just a bold Julie. statement, but I'd like to see it. We'll talk about Julie. it on the next pod. <laughs> that is we'll talk about that on the next pod let's, if it yes, really let's happens. Let's move to the capper of this week. The now vulnerable Winnipeg Blue Bombers mm. hosting... The Calgary Stampeders coming off a big surprise win. Tyler, you're first. Who wins it? You already said the key word, hosting. Ooh. Winnipeg at home, went on the road, didn't look as good. Back home for some home cooking uh, against a second game starter, second game of his career. Uh, I don't think he fares as well. I think they'll watch the tape, figure out his tells, and I think they'll be ready for him. So uh, I'm going with Winnipeg. Yeah, I, uh, a Bo Levi-less Calgary just doesn't bode well with me, so I'm, I will be taking Winnipeg as well. I have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as well. Now, I'm looking for Kadeem Carey to have a pretty big game this week because if Winnipeg has proven anything, it's that they don't know how to stop the run. Right. So should be interesting to see how Calgary handles that. I think Kadeem was already going to get a bigger load because uh, they're nice. so worked out. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where's the buzzer? Because <laughs> they're still working in Jake Mayer getting his second start. So I think I think it's – I think you're going to see – Is it not Kirk. Jake Meyer? It I is Mayer. They talked about it. The like, John, like, Twitter, like, John, like John Mayer? No, it's Mayer. pronounced Mayer like the horse. Fitting because he plays for the Stampeders. I, that sounds fake to me. No, that is real. The Calgary not that, Twitter not, I don't tweeted think that, that out. I don't think that you're lying. I don't think that Calgary's lying. I think it's just fake. You think it's kind of like a Joe Theismann type situation? I believe that's Where correct. Where's retconned? I think, I think his name is, is Meyer. But anyway, Jake Mayer, we're going off that. Uh, well, if, if we got to call him Michael Riley, which I'm happy to do, we can call him Jake Mayer. <laughs> I just don't see... I, I, Winnipeg, you would think, uh, wins this one. Um, excited to see what their offense looks like, though, because I'm just not quite sure exactly what Winnipeg's identity is after their rushing egg they dropped against Toronto. So very excited for this. So this was actually, for me, the hardest to predict. Um, oh. But I also ended up, I guess, deferring to the home team. Um, and I think that a the Winnipeg defense will be a different animal altogether than the Montreal defense for Jake Mayer. Yes. Um, so yeah, I see uh, I see Winnipeg taking this one. It's yeah. So somebody like, like that. Somebody like that pick in the background. 
Matt. So Matt, holy moly, <laughs> Matt going out on the limb. He is the only deferring uh, member of the Preds pool picking Montreal and Ottawa to pick up wins in their home Matt, openers. Matt, Matt, Matt and I conceivably could be tied at the end we of the could season. Conceivably, you could be tied. Well, that the is first, absolutely true. Yeah, the um, first uh, week where we've had two games that were split. Yes, that's exciting. I don't think I've yet to be the lone dissenter on anything, which is kind of lame, but I'm not going to do it just for the bit. I'm not going to sacrifice my authenticity just I for content. I did not think that picking Ottawa was I was going to be the only one. Yeah. I, I yeah, especially after the you know this this past game um and and kind of doing having a pretty good outing, but yeah. hey, say lovey. Brian Burnham um, and Lucky Whitehead are going to have large games. Just before we get into fantasy discussion, want to make a note. Speaking of Lucky Whitehead, of the league leaders after three weeks, they're the same as the league leaders after two weeks. The yards have just got bigger. It is Trevor Harris with 162 passing yards, James Wilder Jr. with 301 rushing yards, and Lucky Whitehead with 275 receiving yards. Um, so that's going to change. Caveat to all this, though. Okay. Willie, Stan- Willie Stanback, who's second yeah. in yards right now, has only played two games. Two he, games. He, he, he is yep. my preseason pick to be the yardage leader at the end of the year. So. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and, but James <laughs> Wilder Jr. is still leading the league. And he, he James Wilder is also leading on a per-game basis as well. James um, Wilder is also it, leading it's closer, the league but... in passing the eye test. If anybody was worried <laughs> about how he would look after semi-retiring and the pro wrestling stuff, I think you got to put that to rest three games into the season. He is far and away the best player on the Elks. Uh, and in my opinion, he's looking like the best player in the league at this point. Apart Offensively, defensively, Willie Jefferson, MLB. Oh, Cody goes 30 of 35 and just scores another rushing touchdown. And, uh, yeah, just, I mean, he's just chopped liver over here. Listen, the whole CFL has this total BS narrative where they've already ordained Cody Fajardo the 2021 <laughs> MOP, and I'm pushing back against it. He doesn't – like, Cody Fajardo is obviously a great player, but he's not popping off the screen the way James Wilder Jr. is and the way Willie Jefferson is. I'm sorry. That's just not happening. He's a great player, and he's leading Skatch, who is the best team in the CFL. I will say that. But I just – He's, he's a good player, but I just want to say that it's total BS. If it's an open MOP competition, let's have an open dialogue and let's not crown him week three of the CFL season. He's, also the, se- he's also the seventh leading rusher in the CFL. Yeah, well, what do you want me to do with that information? <laughs> just, just let's talk do with fantasy, Matt. Do with it what you will. All right, uh, fantasy, so... Um, the winner of this week was Tyler, uh, behind a big game from Cody Fajardo, 23.5 points. Uh, overall, not a huge um, week, actually. Uh, he had a, a miss with Nick Dembski, didn't end up playing due to injury, and then only uh, 7.1 points from Lucky Whitehead, who was in double digits the previous three weeks, but still managed for Tyler, 72.4 and then a nipping at his heels at 69.7 was nice. John behind uh, a big game from Jeremiah Masoli, actually. Um, and uh, a big game from Sean. A big Tom- game from Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams. Oh, you've changed the names already. I've already changed my. Yeah, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, I thought I that was weird. Tinker time. Let me. Hold on. Let me. James let me, Wilder Jr. and uh, let me hop, were my two big guys. 
James Wilder Jr. Let me hop in my Wayback Machine. Um, While you're looking back, I want to selflessly mention how I kick-started Greg Ellingson's season. Yeah, that's true. He did. He's a member of my member of my. So okay, sorry about that. (laughs) So Greg Ellingson, I started him the first two weeks. He didn't play well. I said to the people who record this bot, I said I'm going to bench him, and he's going to do well. So I did that, and he played well. So look at me helping the team for your service. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, big games uh, from Vernon Adams Jr. and James Wilder Jr. Hey, two juniors. Although James Wilder is no longer going by James Wilder Jr., he's dropped that basically. Is that true? Right? I I don't I haven't seen it on anything. It's not do, on his. Do, does I, one get to decide to drop a junior? Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. Whatever you want. Of course. I think it's legally on your birth certificate though. Like you, if you're a junior, I think it's like part of your title. Yeah, but you can just not go by it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think in terms of like, call me he's mod. Just not going then, by it. You could you could literally do that. Yeah. Do you want to be mod? No. Uh, all right. Uh, behind them, a uh, fair bit was me. Um, my misses were a uh, really poor game from her G. Mayala, 1.7 points. Brian Burnham, another, you know, the second uh, leader on the receiving yards, only came up with 5.2 points. And then the real uh, stinker, 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 was uh, Peter. He had a big game out of Josh Huff, uh, who scored a touchdown for the Calgary Stampeders, but. Uh, James Butler is back, so he scored zero points. Shaq Cooper had a huge game. Peter, and then how the about other... that? Yeah, you never ruled, Peter. <laughs> the other Shaq, Shaq Johnson, 0.8 points. So he was at the basement again at 44.4. Uh, and so the overall leaderboard, we've got Tyler well in the lead, 250.7 points, followed by me at 202.8. John very close behind, 194.4. And Peter... A distant fourth, 137.6. Uh, Peter, unmute yourself and make your decision. Do you want to keep James Butler or Shaq Cooper? I think he stepped away. Oh, Peter, no. <laughs> okay, well, let's start this conversation on fantasy going. So we have we are in a little conundrum this week with three teams not playing. Mm-hmm. So we have two choices. We can do a buy now. But I think that means that every subsequent week with a COVID outbreak, we're going to have to do a buy as well. Yeah, I don't like that. So if we play this week, though, it means that that we play every week. So in week 14, Tyler, when you need a big game out of Cody Fajardo and they miss their game because of COVID protocols, there's no whining. So do we play this week or do we not play this week? Let, oh, let the wow. let the bo- let the boys play. Cody Fajardo doesn't play this week either. So, I thank you for being so literal with my example. <laughs> I, I, I we don't play by weeks usually. You typically any week, actually not typically always, any week where only three teams played in previous seasons, we have not done fantasy. Yes, I accept. I. Note that, but I'm just worried. Things, times have times have changed. I'm just worried that we're going right. to run into Let's multiple three-game weeks. It's the Wild West. It's, it's we, ha- we okay, didn't play last just, year. I, we're doing it, but no, I, no fucking complaining. Okay, well, it's I, I am all of us. I, I will okay, say that. Okay, <laughs> Well, that's just no. I'm putting it out there because I benefit this week. <laughs> Matt is the one who doesn't have a quarterback playing, and yeah, I, I have to. I have to take a bunch of. L, 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 L. I, I would like. To, I do yes. want to address the quarterback situation. 
Um, I might, yeah. So, like, wh- what up with that? What up with what? Do I just have to drop a guy and pick up nickels? That would be what I would suggest doing. Well, that's what I'm going to do then. But... But is that is that one of your three moves for the year? It would have to be. God, we really limited ourselves with this three moves. Can we up it to five because of COVID protocols? I think any move you make because of COVID we can, protocols we can do it should, as, should not count against your. We make your moves. the rules. We do saying. make the rules. I think any. I, I think you keep it. To, I think you keep it to three. But any COVID-related thing is is not. Well, is, no, count. because no, you no, can't I will have, say this. You right, can't ready? have me moving in three players for this week for my Edmonton guys. You get an extra, or you get as many moves as you need if you cannot field, if you field don't, the team. If you cannot field a position, okay. right? So if you don't have any defenses, you can add a defense. But you can only add that position. So for me, I couldn't you know, add a wide receiver or a QB, but I could, um, yeah, I could add a, uh, a QB. So... That sounds good. All right. Peter, you still away? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll have to update <laughs> him on this later. Uh, guys, first of all, shout out to our listener in Belgium. Contact yes. the pod. Send us yeah. a DM on Twitter at Shups and Preds or email us at Shups and Preds at gmail.com. Our listener in Belgium, if you are not a bot, contact us and tell us why you are listening to the CFL. Uh, podcast shops and preds we would be greatly interested clearly an Al- clearly an alouettes fan <laughs> that is i would assume so is he in bruges matt have we able to identify uh, the city no just belgium okay that's all i know to all our we have tyler i don't know if you've heard this we have more than third oh there we go pete said i will keep my computer going so the audio loads i will oh, be away he, for the next couple minutes he said that 10 minutes ago i totally ignored that <laughs> To our, uh, we have over 30 listeners. Wow. So that's a big deal. If you're one of those listeners, send us some listener feedback. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Send us a DM. We want to interact with you. If you're talking crap, we want to talk crap back. Have a good uh, back and forth. So again, DM on Twitter, at Shups and Preds, or email, Gmail, email uh, at Shups and Preds at gmail.com. Uh, guys, any parting shots? Just uh, having fun. Re- having a lot of fun. Having a lot uh, of fun. Tyler? This is the most CFL engaged I've been, I think, since we started you know, all of this. So, uh, yeah, happy to be along for the ride. How does it feel? feels good. This, this is a great sport. It's better than the NFL. That's just a fact. Oh, my God. It's so much better. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're heading into a uh, kind of damaged week four with the Elks and uh, Argos postponed, but it's still going to be exciting. We're still going to have stuff to talk about next week, so enjoy the games, and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Alrighty, adios. Bye bye.